Welcome back to Play It Loud. I'm Rich. I'm Ryan. How's everybody doing? We uh, we are back, and uh, what do they say? Back and better than ever. I, somebody yeah. said that once on an ESPN thing, I think. Uh, Mike <laughs> and Mike in the morning. Yeah, uh, back and better than ever. Um, but we are in our twenties now. In our twenty episodes, episodes like yeah. twenty. I think this is going to be like 24, 25, something. Like I was that. like, have you looked in the mirror? You're not twenty. No, 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 no. So um, the amount of what did I tell you? The amount of podcasts that are over twenty episodes is very, very small. Yeah. Three, I want to three say less than ten percent. Oh, yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's pretty low. It's pretty low. So we've gotten over that threshold, uh, thanks to you, fine folks. Um, and uh, be sure to check out our uh, rock news every Friday. If you haven't done that, um, go ahead and do it because we give you all the latest and greatest news. But this is a real episode. This isn't like a special bonus episode where we're talking about a concert. Although we oh, will we have will. one next week. Oh, we'll have one. Shine, shine down again. For now, you. not just shine down, but. Shine down in a smaller venue, right? Which I'm curious to hear what your what your thoughts are on that because it is going to be smaller from what what was it, fifteen thousand, seventeen thousand, oh seventeen thousand mm-hmm. down to twenty five hundred, thirty five hundred, something like that. We, it was we talked pretty about low that last time, um, and so and then the I'm I'm trying to remember the bands that are opening for them. How could I forget? Uh, let's see here. We've got Shine Down. Just been running around like crazy people recently. Who us? Yeah, I would or say them. I would say us. Well, sure. Well, maybe me. We have lives. Yeah. Well, I know you've been running around. It's our busy season. So, um, but anyways, thanks for joining us again. Uh, we are um, Play It Loud. And if you're unfamiliar with the podcast, this is the first time you're listening to us, we do a couple things up front. We do something called First Three, uh, and we do Happy Hour. Gotta so, love Happy Hour. Right? First three and happy hour are awesome. So I think, though, I think we need to get some music for happy hour and for the first three. Oh. And it's going to be aside from our first three. I didn't get a chance to do uh, this song for one of our first three because, well, you were like on a never-ending vacation. It's fair. And we were doing bonus episodes because um, we were going to concerts. But in all of that, uh, one of our favorite bands, well, one of my favorite bands, I don't want to speak for you, uh, but one of our bands, Never Tell, uh, released a new song. Oh, right. And it's called Feed the Machine. You have not heard it. I've not heard it yet. Okay. So this is going to be like a first look, if you will. This is not our first three. This is not happy hour. This is just going to be the background music for our first three and for happy hour. Did you say first look because of I all said, the weddings I've been going to? Well, You're like, is this a first look? That is a wedding thing. It is a wedding thing. Now, you would think in all of the wedding stuff that you've been in, it would prompt you at some point to make an honest woman out of someone. Oh, <laughs> that's that's touche. That's fair. All right. So, uh, Never Tell out of Florida. Uh, they just... Okay, so this past Sunday, the 9th, okay. they were on stage with Crown the Empire. Oh, Locally in Florida, Crown the Empire asked them to come out and play with them. So as you know, Never Tells told us, hey, go ahead, play our music, no restrictions. So this is Feed the Machine. I really like this song. By the How many songs do they do in front of Crown of the Empire? Was it probably got 30 minutes? Yeah. So they probably got six or seven. Because you know how sometimes, depending on how many people they have in front of them, right? If they already have an opener. There was three bands. It was them and two others. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes that first band, depending on who it was. Remember when we went to go Mm -hmm. see um, uh, Dubuque? Nothing more. Nothing more. That was literally. Below and Crown the Empire. it, It was literally that one band that we didn't even realize was playing. Oh, the one before it. Yeah. They played what? Three songs and left? Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, they had um, they had it was it was them the second opening band and then crown the empire and if you go on their instagram page here comes raul 
I think a lot more rap is being in- integrated into heavy rock or, or, or metal. So it's funny you say that. My buddy who I was talking to down in Nashville just said that he went to go see Kid Rock two times in a row because apparently he made two stops in Nashville or played back-to-back weekends in Nashville. And I would say Kid Rock was one of the first to really bring rap into rock. Yeah. Well, Jelly Roll is country. Yeah. He's collabing with Hollywood Undead and a few other bands to... And Octane is playing his stuff. Right. And so, you know, he's completely country, but he was on the Rogan show uh, maybe a month ago, and I listened to the whole thing, and he's got an interesting story. He's married to, or his his wife or his girlfriend is an ex, and I want to make sure I'm getting this right, so I might be wrong, but she's either an ex-escort or, I don't think she's a prostitute, but I think she was like a high-end blonde hair escort. Uh, Well, she's she's on TikTok, so she's got a TikTok, and so does he, and... You look at the two and you're like, wow, that just doesn't make sense at all to me. But it works. So I want to say there's either on TikTok or on one of his songs, he raps about how it's not a disparity between the two, but how he gets questioned a lot about sure. their relationship sure and how it's bullshit. Too. Yeah. And like she, th- they think she's a gold digger because he's got money when it's really the other way around. She had, he was nothing and she had the money when they met. Right. And he was like, oh, no, 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 she's a sugar mama. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I, I like his stuff too. So anyway, we're almost through the song and we haven't even gotten to the first Sorry. Yet, so, yeah. Yep. Um, but so this is Feed the Machine, Never Tell. Check them out. Um, check out our, our episode with them. We interviewed them. This is a great. These guys are awesome. Yeah, I really liked them. Super down to earth. Very down to earth. And they're known as a um, uh, a storage band. Uh, you know, <laughs> because they practice in a storage facility in Florida. Check out some of their their TikToks. Their TikToks is, uh, that's what got me into them. Right. I, I saw their TikToks come across my feed, and I was like, "What is this? Like, where are these the guys?" The song "All practicing. Good" came across my feed, and I'm like, "That I like that song. Fucking awesome." Yeah. And so I started watching all their stuff come through, and I'm like, well, you got to have these guys on the podcast. Sure. And I was a little geeked out. Yeah, I'll admit. I yeah. Was a little bit. And we've communicated back and forth a few times. And I get, I jump on their live, uh, their TikTok lives every so often, and I'll put stuff in there. Hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, it's awesome, whatever. And they recognize us. And the thing they say all the time is, we were really well prepared for that interview. I do really like that interview. That. Yeah. So, all right, uh, You want to talk about the, uh, the three? Yeah. So let's do the first three now that the song is basically over um it's okay we can so we're, we're gonna do the new first um there's a song uh by a band called veo v-e-i-o uh they have a collaboration with bad wolves uh if you haven't heard it go check it out it's on octane it's kind of their new you know one of their new uh songs that they're playing it's called just like home I, now your first thoughts on that no i really liked it because they're out of portland oregon so fairly unknown band uh, so it could be an unknown, but it's. I just put it as a new because everybody knows Bad Wolves. Yeah, they're starting to get more popular for sure. And then by bringing in somebody else like Vale, I I thought they harmonized really well between the two of them. And I, it's really impressive for me to see two singers that can come together. And you said that they that Bad Wolves helped write the song. So J- uh, how did that? So Daniel Laskowitz, who's DL, yeah, uh, lead singer. Uh, our lead vocalist for Bad Wolves helped him write the, write the song. Yes. So I, I like that because it sounded like they obviously wrote it together in a collaboration, but they really did a good job harmonizing each of their parts. I wish we could play it for you guys. Go check right. it out. Right. What did you what, what did you think? Uh, well, I, you know, I liked the song even on its own. I thought just just the band was good and then you add dl into the mix and his voice comes in and it's pretty distinctive yeah you know we, we started having a conversation prior to the podcast about bad wolves and tommy vaxton um daniel laskowitz came in 2021 uh right at the height of covid and you know i'm i'm gonna cliff notes version cliff's notes version you know what happened with them but it basically was tommy vext had a one set of ideologies and the band had either another or they were like, hey, let's not do this because we don't want to make enemies of one side or another. Let's just kind of stay neutral here. And I think Tommy was very outspoken about what he thought about the pandemic and, and the lockdowns sure. and, and masks and all that kind of stuff. Um, he's clearly conservative. Um, so they had a parting of the ways. Now, 
Tommy Vex was synonymous with Bad Wolves. I mean, you did you, you didn't think of one without the other, and it was hard to think. Every time you t- every time other. you say his name, it always makes me go. Are we talking about Bad Wolves? No, it's and he's kind of been searching for his own identity since parting with the band. He's done some some individual stuff. He's done some collaborations. I think he's trying to find his way. He's done some really soft stuff. He's done some really really hard stuff like hardcore metal stuff. Um, so I think he's still trying to find that way out, you know, through the weeds, so to speak. But um, he, so he's gone. DL is in and. I got to tell you, it's. I like their new stuff. I don't think they skipped a beat. Not really. And we saw them live, and they were really good. Really, really good. We're going to see them again. Um, I don't have the date in front of me, but we're going to see them again. Is that the um, August? You don't have to look now. I just. I, I don't remember. That's but, Salt Shed. No, Salt Shed is Bad Omens, and that's in September. <laughs> the other bad. Yeah. Um, no, but Bad Omens. We're going to see Bad Wolves. I just. I forget the date, but. Um, I just got off track. No, no um, worries. We're talking about DL. Right. Writing. So so this song, I think, on its own, good song. Stood up. Once you add him into the mix, it was a far superior song than it probably would have been. And so I really liked it. I heard it on the radio. I was like, or I heard it on, you know, Octane. And I was like, wow, that's a really good song. Um, not knowing that it was Bad Wolves. I'm like, wow, that really sounds like. And then I looked down at my screen and there oh, it is. Naturally. Bad You're Wolves. like, okay. Yeah. So um, if you haven't heard it, check it out. Uh, so let's go to our unknown before we go to the old. I always really like when you do unknowns of people that we've even gone to go see or that we've talked about previously. Because I'm like, is it an unknown? Well, it is to most people. It is. It is. Might not be to us and people who have followed the podcast know that we are big Smash Into Pieces fans. We, you turn me on to them. Of course. <laughs> it's fair. That's <laughs> with everything. Um, but we saw them along with Jake from and the boys from Citizen Soldier. Um, and as we talked about them in the last podcast, we have a uh, a wobblehead. I guess they don't call it's them not bobbleheads bobble anymore? No, nah, it's a wobblehead okay. from Smash Into Pieces. It's uh, APOC, which is their drummer, which is you know kind of their mascot, if you will. Um, he's here in the studio, and I put um, I put a, a, a photo up on our Instagram account so people could see that. Um <laughs> But they released a song about a week and a half ago called Flow. Now, anything special, they're, they're coming out with a new album. It's going to be kind of a continuation of their Arcadia uh, Arcadia album from 2020. Are they going to call it part two? No, they I do? think they're going to call it something else. But it, so um, they did that Arcadia album. Yeah. And then I'm going to get back into my computer here. The screen popped off on me. But um, they've been kind of playing off of that for the last two albums or the last album really if you will um they came out with um their first song off this next album called the tide okay okay and then now this song is called flow um it's a continuation uh from a so i get i'm not not to get too deep in the weeds but um i'm i subscribe to their patreon account yeah and so i get videos all the time of them explaining kind of what's going on in in their world and and how they um, are releasing specific albums. So, um, Arcadia was a um, Arcadia. Excuse me, Arcadia. Arcadia was kind of a new direction for them. Uh, and then they tried some things right before that and after that. Might not have hit with everybody, but then they came out in 2022 with Disconnect, which was kind of the next progression from Arcadia. This is that next progression from Disconnect. Do you like Arcadia? I do. Do you think? it fit the mold for what they were in the past i think they were trying something and something different than what they basically had their foundation which if you go back to apocalyptic dj and you go to rise and shine and unbreakable Mm -hmm. when they first started out those those albums back then that's kind of their foundation and everybody knows it follows them knows those those albums um but when they got to Arcadia, I think they were kind of trying to go a different direction. Is it go a different direction or brighten? Or, well, or, not they, brighten, but they um, started the different direction with, and and they'll tell you they started the different direction with, and I'm and I'm, I'm going through their set list right here. In 2018, they came out with Evolver. There's a few songs on that album that are decent, but I I think it fell flat. I, oh. I don't think I don't think fans really embraced that because they were completely going a different direction. Sure. So they said, "Okay, well, we can't go completely back to our days of you know 2017 
2013. We're going to have to kind of get there gradually. So then they came out with Arcadia. And Arcadia was a step in the right direction. Um, and then Disconnect was even a better step in the right direction from Arcadia. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't heard those two albums, go listen to... Um, even if you don't know who Smashing the Pieces is, go listen to even just Six Feet Under, which they, um, which their first release on their new album coming up. Like Six, Six Feet, Feet Under, Under, they came in second place in the, they're a Swedish band that came in, uh, like kind of like American Idol type yeah. of thing. Uh, they came in second place with that. And they got beat out by uh, either a female or a female band, I forget what it was. Um, but they did that album, or they did that song, and then they came out with The Tide, and now they came out with Flow. And Flow, I think, is a cross between Rise and Shine and Arcadia. So their older stuff, they're kind of... So a little bit of their older stuff, which is a little harder, Yep. and Arcadia, which is kind of a step in the, the new direction. And you can hear both sides of that in this new song. And Chris Adam, their lead vocalist, he kind of gives that growl a little bit in this in this song and flow like he did back in the day. And he's already got a distinct voice. And that's, Very much so. It's one of the reasons I really enjoy that band. Well, just smashing to pieces in general. And I really, I, I know I said this when we were off air, but I was I really got to go through the catalog of of all their music and see how they've grown as a band because I I personally of course after you turned me on to them I was like you know what I'm just going to hit all the high points and now I got to go back through like I just did with Shine Down again and liked all the songs that I really wanted so that I can put them on a, a good playlist Where would you like if if somebody hadn't heard them before Ooh what would you tell them what would you say this band is like whom? I don't know that I could say that they're like somebody specific because they have such a distinct voice. Um, oh, you know what? I would say the voice stands out similar to Disturbed. I wouldn't say that they play necessarily like Disturbed. I would just say that it's a distinct voice like Disturbed. Um, like Disturbed? Yeah. Um, when Disturb plays, you go, I understand. I'm not saying that they sound saying. like. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they play and you're like, oh, that's Disturbed. Okay. Well, you, you can name Breaking Benjamin. Yeah. Okay. I can see you that. You can name Daughtry. I could, yeah, I can right? see that. You can name um, Rob Thomas, Matchbox 20. Right? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just saying, you go through there. Um, I'm trying to think of some other really distinct, distinct voices. voices yeah um just recently I'm, I'm just going through some of our recent stuff um well i like the band nothing but thieves shine down now here's the thing this is funny um so shine down and um any given sin yeah their lead singer sounds almost like brent smith there's a song that came out a couple weeks ago called cold bones from yeah. any given sin. And I was listening to it going, oh, Shinedown's got a new song out. And I was like, oh, I got fooled again. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so if you if you haven't heard any given sins, Cold Bones, go, go check, check it out. out. Yeah. Awesome. Um, they are so like Shinedown. It's, it's, it. So, um, oh, wow. Okay. So... Bree just sent me, okay, so as you guys know, Bree's part of the podcast. Um, she just sent me something from Nothing More. Uh, she said, read Johnny's post on Instagram. He had a whole case happen with his ex. They released, a, they, they released breaking news. Um, so, oh, Nothing More music. There it was. Uh, Out of respect for Godsmack and, st- and Stained, we have decided to remove ourselves from the tour that starts next week, as well as our shows in Albany and Cleveland. Wow. We deal with matters that are very personal and private to the band. We look forward to seeing you on the road in September. Wow. Wow. Okay. Breaking news as it happens. This goes back to all the bands that are canceling. Well, for various reasons. Now, this seems to be a, a, a personal thing for Johnny, and obviously they can't tour without him. No. So, and whatever's personal to him is personal to the band. So, sure. Um, but yeah, and, well, I'll talk about another distinct voice. I mean, yeah. So there's a lot of bands out there that have, um, oh, it sounds like Chad, Chad Kruger. Yeah. Right. Um, he has a distinct voice, right? Um, guy from One Republic, very distinct voice. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Joe Elliott from Def Leppard. Very distinct voice. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm trying to look through my list of songs here for people that have, everybody's screaming into their, you know, headset right now. Oh, it's this one. It's this one. It's I'm this just, one. I'm just curious on where their next move's going to be as a band. Like, are they going to continue down this path? Are they going to go back? I'd say, I'd say, oh my goodness. Your phone uh, is just. I know. I've got the first time. I, I got this thing connected. I don't know what the hell is going on. Well, we have, we're under a weather watch. Yeah. Um, but that just that just blew my train of thought. Um, Jacoby Shaddix. That's another one. Yeah, Hopper Roach. Right. Falling in Reverse. Ronnie Radke. Well, well hold on. You're not going to name every band you know. I'm just saying. I understand. All right. I understand. I think I think all those are legitimate options. Yeah. I just think it's one of those things where I think they start singing, smashing the pieces, start singing. You're like, right. I, I know that band. It's it's easy to guess right away. Right. And and of course, I mean the bands that we really like, we're able to nail them pretty quickly. We are. Yes, we are. Okay, well, we're back. Uh, that was so the the sound that you heard in in my ear or in your ear that that beeping sound. We had a tornado warning. Yeah, had to stop where we're make, at. Make sure. Uh, actually, the whole Chicago area is was is under a tornado warning. It's just uh, past had us like now. six touchdown here. Yeah, uh, and so it came through where where we are uh, with pretty good force. It was raining really hard. Uh, and it got really windy, and then it stopped. Yeah. Done. So uh, we had everybody uh, in the lower level making sure everybody was safe, and um, we didn't want to um, be doing this while other people were on the other side of the door just <laughs> kind of congregating. So uh, we stopped, and we are back. So uh, we were talking about um, flow and smashing to pieces. I think we've I think we, we covered it. it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, our old though for the day is, and if you want to, before we go into that, do I wanna, think we should. You want to crack one? Yeah, these open for happy hour. Yeah. Uh, so this one we're doing is, and those for who have never listened to one of these podcasts oh, yeah, again, yeah. the happy hour is we basically sample uh, some whiskeys or some type of a liqueur, and we tell you what we think about it. Uh, we tell you what it is, maybe the uh, you know the barrel number, um, you know how many barrels there were. Um, and we also tell you kind of the price range for it. Oh, you're going to finally crack that one open? Oh, so this one's a Four Roses OESK. Uh, this was a Benny's release. Uh, Benny's is a retailer out by us, very similar to Total I Wine. I, I think they're kind of regional, maybe national, yeah. nationwide, but yeah. uh, 10 year, four month OESK. And so I just want to have. And what you. proof? Ooh, 118 proof. <laughs> start you out strong. Well, hell, we just made it past the tornado. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crack open my, <laughs> crack open my water. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Holy cow. Oh wait, wait, wait. Sniff with your mouth open. Mm. We learned mm -hmm. that on the last podcast. <laughs> mm. All right. Woo! A lot of flavor. A lot of, a lot of heat. Wow. Yeah. Good though. I wasn't ready for that. Although at 118 proof, I probably should have been. Yeah, I didn't tell but you. But not bad. No. That really does hit you, not in the back of the throat, it hits you in the nose. Yes. I For me, it's it's very honey-ish. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not very smoky. No. I mean, thankfully, even with 10 years on it, almost 10 and a half years, there's not a lot of oak flavor on it. You get a lot of caramels and honey on this. OESK is one of my favorites for sure. Um, but no, oh, that wouldn't be right in the nose. What we wanted to do was go through the old. Yep. Tell us. So the old was uh, or is Breaking Benjamin's Blow Me Away from 2011. One of my favorite bands. Yeah. So I think everybody knows who Breaking Benjamin is. If you don't, you've been living under a rock forever. Yeah. They've been around since 2002 when they came out with Saturate. Uh, 2004, We Are Not Alone. Uh, they have six studio albums. Uh, third studio album was Phobia. Probably one of their, We Are Not Alone is is popular. Phobia might have been their most popular album. I would, I would uh, think so. Next to Dear Agony, that's 2009. Uh, and then they went to um, a compilation album, Shallow Bay, 
which doesn't really count as a, no. as a studio album. Uh, and then they did, uh, let's see here, number six was um, Dark for the... Uh, Dark for Dawn, uh, that was 2015. That was a really, really good album. I like that album. Uh, that was their their sixth studio album. Or, I'm sorry, fifth studio album. And then they did Ember in 2018. Uh, and then in 2020, they did a reimagined Breaking Benjamin. Doesn't really count as new material. Uh, and then 2022, they released a song with Starset called uh, Waiting for the Sky to Change. But Dear Agn... Dear Dear Agony Agony. is the last CD I bought from them. CD, right? That I purchased. Sure, sure, sure. We're just getting... And then everything is downloading, streaming. Right. So um, if you're new to Breaking Benjamin or you're like, what the fuck happened to Breaking Benjamin from 2010 to 2013, we're going to tell you. Because they went on a hiatus. And the reason they went on a hiatus is because of this song, Blow Me Away, with Valora. Uh, it is a, a song that was released on, uh, I'm going to read it right from Wikipedia, so I don't get this wrong. In August of 2011, this is from Wikipedia. In August 2011, Hollywood Records scheduled the release of Shallow Bay, the Best of Breaking Benjamin count, compilation album, okay. featuring every single from the band's catalog, including the remix of Blow Me Away. A two-disc deluxe uh, edition was released alongside it, with the second disc containing altered versions of B-sides and rarities. Ben Burnley publicly opposed the album's release, saying content had been altered without his consent and did not meet his standards. He later elaborated, saying that the rarities were taken off his laptop without his consent and were intended for in-studio reference and not public release, but that he was otherwise content with previous release tracks on Shallow Bay. So only... Oh, sorry. Yep. I just had <laughs> the whiskey hit me in the back of the throat there. Uh, so, in layman's terms, he had it on his computer. He had recorded it. They had recorded it They together. recorded all these B-sides and rarities, but and somehow it was lifted off his computer, given to... By the studio, though. By the studio. Okay. Or by someone in the band, which we'll get to in a second. Okay, okay. And given to the, given to the studio, and they released it with this best of compilation. Inside Shallow Bay. So uh, I dug a little deeper and I got this off of Reddit. Uh, I'm trying to see who wrote this. It doesn't say. So this is, uh, it says from early to the, and again, this is from Reddit. I don't know if this is true, but I'm just reading it. Sure. For, for what the, it seems like this person kind of knows what's going on. From early 2010 to 2013, they were completely on hiatus because of a lawsuit between Benjamin Burnley who is the singer, writer, guitarist, and Aaron Fink, who is the guitarist, and Mark Kelposky, which is the bassist. The lawsuit was because the newer version of Blow Me Away featuring featuring Valora. He didn't want to do it and said it didn't meet his standards as a songwriter. Oddly enough, and I'm saying parenthetically, my own, Yeah. oddly enough, it's one of their best versions of any song they did. I agree. I think. So if you've heard that song, that rendition of Blow Me Away with Valora, I think it's one of the best songs they've ever put out. He's saying it didn't meet his standards. Now, did it not meet his standards because it 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 shine it it, it, it shined a light on or, somebody yeah. else other than him being a vocalist, you know, in in their own right and and doing a duet essentially, and he wasn't the main vocalist on it, or did he have standards that were so high? You couldn't possibly meet them. I don't know. I, I asked that rhetorically. Let me but. let me let me throw out another possibility. Maybe it wasn't when they had created that song. Maybe they hadn't polished it up, and it was more raw than what he had hoped it was going to be. Because if it's one of those B side slash you know in the vault options, maybe it just wasn't studio done. It was more. I don't want to say that it was done in a. Uh, uh, what is it called? Out, not in a studio, but in what? Where? Oh. Never tell. Like, oh, I, you're saying like in a, in a garage? Yeah, or something like yeah. That. It, I, I just don't know where it was. Right? Could have been in his house, in his basement, and that's where they had recorded it. It sounded pretty good, though. No, 100. percent It sounded good, but maybe that was more so what it was, as opposed to being, you know, not not feeling okay with that artist being on the track. Well, it goes on to say that then Mark and Aaron released it without his permission, along with the greatest of the album. Mm. So he fired them, which he did. Oh. 
Then the lawsuit started. It ended in July of, well, let's see, this is 10 years ago, so 2013, with Ben winning the rights to the band name. Then, while Breaking Benjamin was on hiatus, Chad Zaliga, who was the drummer, toured and played with Black Label Society. And since they supported him for so long, he decided to stay with the band and left Breaking Benjamin. Now the band's only current, and this is 10 years ago, now the band's only member is Ben. Within the past couple of months, he opted, uh, he did two acoustic videos on the band's page and did uh, two acoustic bar shows. So this guy's saying, Ben was the only, after all of this, all the fallout from this whole thing, Ben was the only guy left standing. So he tore the whole band apart. Essentially, the whole band left. And then he had to rebuild it from scratch, which is why you didn't see anything from Breaking Benjamin for almost four years. Wow. Now, couple that with the fact that they haven't released a studio album, a new music studio album, since 2018. It is now 2023. They've only released one new song with Starset, essentially. Who knows when that was recorded? It's been a five-year hiatus, if you will, but they've been touring. And this they is, continue to tour. But they're not touring with the old band, are they? No, they're touring with Brand the new, new guys. Correct. So if you look at who is currently in the band. Well, and if you've listened to some of our earlier episodes, you had gotten on them specifically for not have. having, you know, I'm like, producing look, anything. How can you justify going out? And, and this gets into a whole other topic of sure. how can bands go out and play um, based, kind of resting on their laurels, right? Like, I'll just say Kiss, right? Mm -hmm. So Kiss hasn't released a new record in forever, but they tour all the time. Same now, songs. Apparently they're on their, you know, 32nd last tour or whatever. <laughs> I'm being facetious, of course. But, um, you know, it's it's they haven't released anything since 2018. And I was like, look, they're out there touring, and I'm pissed because I haven't seen anything in five years. And all they're doing is going, and is it a money grab? Well, maybe, but they have to earn a living, and I get that. Sure. But you haven't put anything out in five years. So what's the deal? Like, what's preventing Do you think one you of the other band out? members was the writer? Uh, and then Ben sung it's a good question. I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I think Ben probably wrote most of everything, yeah. I'm going to guess, right? It is Breaking Benjamin, Benjamin right? right. Um, but they have four other new guys that are part of the band. They have one, two, three, four, five, six guys that used to be part of the band. <clears throat> They're no longer part of the band. Do you think, so, it, do you think it chaps his ass that that song is so good? Or no. that people? No, no, I think I think I think he's a principal guy, and he's like, "Fuck that! This is my shit, and my name released on it. it, and I didn't approve it, right? And I'm gonna sue you, and I won, and I have rights to the band name. But in the fallout, was he lost the band? Everything, like he lost the band, so he had to start over from scratch. Now, granted, they came out in 2015. I think with 2015 and 2018 are two of their strongest efforts. So he did good by getting new band members, quality band members, quality, right. that could then go out and tour with him. And I've seen them several times since 2013. I have too. And they're phenomenal. They put on a great show. Now, is his stuff live better than the stuff that he records? Like I have said a million times, like Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20 or Ed Kowalczyk from Live or... Um, uh, 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 Dave from from Disturbed, or uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other bands that, we, or Chris Adam from Smashing Smashing to Pieces. I yeah, mean, all these guys when they're in person and doing it live, Dead and nuts, the a, a Chad from Nickelback. Yeah, it sounds exactly like it does on the album. I love that you just said Chad's name only first name. Like you oh, know. we're besties. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, Bree has been rubbing off on you. It's just it, it's one of those things where you you you. You watch some of their stuff, or you're on Instagram, or you get stuff yeah. from them all the time, and you kind of feel like you know them, and you really don't. Yeah. Right? We as fans really don't know these people. Especially when they're talking into the camera, and they're the only ones, and of course, you're the only one watching on your your phone or your iPad or whatever the case may well, be. What's interesting about that is, it, well, so these are just regular people, mm -hmm. right? They have regular problems just like we do. Of course. Right? And we've been to two concerts, Bray and I. You weren't there because you were off gallivanting. Well, I, you know, I was going to use that same word, but I thought, oh, that's a little fancy word for him. Fancy. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't fair. use it. But yeah, I was going to say traveling, the you know, world traveler. But we went to both Disturbed and Shinedown, and both of those lead singers, respectively, talked about the fact that there are problems out there with 
in their own personal life. Even though, yeah. yes, they have fame and they have fortune and all the other things that go along with it, they still have issues that they have to deal with. You know, uh, Dave uh, from Disturbed said, look, I almost committed suicide this year. I almost took my own life. I almost ended it all. And he's got fame and fortune and everything else that goes with it. And so the demons are real, right, in everybody's life. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how much fame you have. You're still dealing with all of those things. Chester, yeah, you know, and... Uh, I mean, countless others. Is 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 Lincoln Park ever the same since? No, you know, he, and I'm going to use quotations, unalived himself, and that's still yet to be. You know, I mean, that's the official word, sure. But if you talk to his partner, she's like, he was the happiest guy in the world. I don't know. I mean, you've seen some of the interviews where where plenty of people said, "Have you listened to his music? You don't think he was trying to reach out?" I. Listen, I don't I know. know. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I'm not wearing a tin It could hat, be. But it, yeah, I, it, it could be. He just, he just, and you know, one of the most horrific and unfortunate and disturbing deaths in rock music, I think, is Michael Hutchins from In Excess. Now, he wasn't trying to kill himself. He was trying to get an erotic asphyxiation, and it went wrong. Sure. In a hotel room. Okay. So, yeah, unfortunate, but these people are trying to push the limits every single day. And he thought, hey, I'm Michael Hutchins, and I have money, and I have fame, and it's yet still not enough, and I got to do this to somehow satisfy myself in life. Right. And, I'm, you know, we all look at it as regular people and go, well, holy shit, these people have everything. What do they, what do they need? And we forget the real people. And they still have real relationships that they have to deal with. And they still have real shit in their life and depression and anxiety and everything else. They're still dealing with their family BS during you know, holidays. We we as fans get giddy when we see people that we um, look up to. And sure. I use that term very loosely. Like, you know, whether it's a celebrity or whether it's a sports hero or whether it's a musician or whoever it is. And when I say look up to, I just mean that... Their talent impresses us so much that we will go spend money to go see them or follow them or whatever it is. But, you know, I was watching a video, and I was telling you before we came on the podcast, of Ronnie Radke and Jacoby Shaddix about um, Falling in Reverse's take on Last Resort. And they're in this back green room, and Ronnie's playing it for Jacoby for the first time. He's hearing it, and he's, like, pacing around, like, you know, very, very anxious and very, very nervous. And like, I can't believe, you know, I hope this is, he, I hope likes, he likes it. it. Yeah. And, you know, and you're like, that's a real, that's real Raw, emotion from yeah. a real person. And you wouldn't think as talented, excuse me, as talented as he is, that he would be walking that around nervous. thinking, why would I have to, I mean, cause I would think, why the fuck does he have to be nervous? He's got a great voice. He's got a great band. He's selling out arenas everywhere he goes, but yet he gets next to a fellow musician, a vocalist, songwriter, and he's and I get it's, it's their a, song, right? And I guess he I get he's trying to impress them with his, his version of it, but it was phenomenal, and so it just shows you that people are just human. Yeah, we're all just human. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. We're all just human. We can it, we can all call it a day tomorrow. If we couldn't put up with it, which I've always said suicide is the biggest fucking cop out in the world because you're trying to escape it, but you're leaving a trail of destruction everywhere you Behind go for you. everyone else. Right. Right. It's so it's the most selfish thing that you could possibly do. So, you know, I, I, I have very strong feelings about it. Yet people do it and yet they don't think they have a way out. I, I just don't think that. And this is coming from, I wish we had kind of had Bree here for this, but this is coming from somebody who is not in the industry, not a professional right. at all. We are not by any means. No, no, no. I, I, know, I, I know you're not. Yeah, of course. Um, but I, I have to assume, and I think Bree could probably attest to this, is that anybody that's contemplating or goes through with is not thinking logically, right? No, nobody, yeah, not, yes. not everybody understands the different avenues for help that's out there, you know? Please, please tell your friends. Please tell your family how you're feeling. What you're, what you're. Well, thinking. we were at the Disturbed concert, and he's like, "Look, if you've had depression or anxiety, do you say raise your hand? Raise your hand. Oh, dude, ninety percent of the crowd raised their hand. Maybe even close to a hundred percent. It might have been ninety-five percent of the people raised their hand. Do you say you're not alone? He goes, "Look around you. See these people? Yeah, they're all going through the same shit that you're going through. So if you think you're alone, you are certainly not alone." 
And not only are we with you, but all of these people are with you. And you have friends and you have family. I think part of the problem that people get into, and I'm trying not to get too deep into a psychological thing. We're sure. here about music and, and we'll, we'll get back into... into but um, a, lot of, a lot of these artists are Benjamin. talking about it on their right. tours. So. But, but what demons does Ben have, right? That he would say, holy shit, I'm willing to blow up my band because I've got... Now, is it strictly on morals? Is it, is it on principle? principle yeah. That's a little different. But it may, is it insecurity? I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. But they're all people. They're all human. We all go through the same shit. We all do. And, and who's to say that we should judge them for going through the same thing that we through? We go through just because they have fame and fortune. No, and it definitely, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I don't, I don't think we should. And it's always easy to say, I don't think we should. And then take a step back and go, no, really, we shouldn't. Uh, because we all get in our feelings no matter what it is at mm -hmm. some point in our lives. So, I mean, I look at these people and I go, well... Okay, so they had a breakup. Yeah. Is it worth ending everything? Or is it worth blowing up your world over the fact that somebody left you? Well, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it depends on how into their into the feelings you were with that person. Sure. Or how long you were in that relationship. You know, you look at a guy like Robin Williams, completely off the musical trend here, but you look at a guy like Robin Williams, and he was always like, hey, if you need a friend, go, you know, do this. Laughter is the best medicine, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he was dealing with a, debil a debilitating illness and he's like I, I just can't do this you know i can't let myself go down that road i see other people that are going down that same road and i see what happens to them i'm not going to let myself do that and he and he ended it yeah you know and so that's it was completely unfortunate you know and so other artists have done that other musicians actors you know whomever have taken their own lives as well as just everyday people of course can't you know we get into we, we talked about jake at, at citizen soldier all the time but i'm i'm on their their facebook page for um like the citizen soldier nation if you will and there's people that talk every day about ending it they're like i can't do this and i can't do that and i can't do this and i, I can't do this anymore and you know sometimes you look at it and you go that's really petty like oh that's the issue you can kind of get through that but right Maybe they can't. For some people. Maybe they just can't see past it. And it does Or, or that little thing people. is the last straw. It could be. Right. Certainly. Certainly it could be. So um, so getting back to, to Breaking Benjamin, that's why they were on the hiatus. Now, what they've done for the last five years, I don't know. I'm curious if they're going to release something. You know, Fingers we're going crossed. to see them at the end of August yeah. uh, with Disturbed. And it'll be interesting to see what they play. Well, I don't think it's going to be anything new. I don't think so either. Oh, okay. But it'll be interesting to see if they come up with anything new next year. Because now this is the second tour they've done. Maybe this tour, maybe it's these tours that are getting ready to say, hey, listen, we're back in the I spot, sure hope so. spotlight. Now, if you listen to their music, it, good bands have like a formula. Right? Yeah. Disturbed has a formula. Nickelback has a, a formula. Shinedown has a formula. Falling in Reverse has a formula. Papa Roach has a formula. They all have a formula that sure. works really, you name a band. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm just naming some. You name a band, they have a formula. And if they have a formula and it works, they have a lot of fans. They have a lot of fan base, right? And so Breaking Benjamin has that. If you listen to their songs, they're all kind of similar, but yet very different, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe he's just run out of material. I don't know. Writer's block's a real thing. You know? So it's interesting when, when bands fall off and they don't start making music, but they're still touring, should they? I think at, at some point you gotta I think you gotta hang it up. But right. hold on, hold on. So this goes back to can you put out a price of a ticket that people will still go to that you're okay with living on, right? Performing for that almighty almighty dollar. What's that price? And at some point, you know, if they start selling tickets and, and going on tours and tickets are fifteen bucks, at some point they're gonna be like the margins aren't there. Or I they don't start playing malls. Right. Or they small start playing thousand person venues, five hundred. Yeah, or they start playing a, a, a summer festival. Well, wait, wait, wait. So I just went to. I know you went to the Three Doors Down concert. Yes. I just went to that, and concert. we did an episode about it. And yes. If you haven't listened to it, go oh. back and listen to our episode about Three Doors Down and Thirty Year Band. Do you remember the other band that we went and saw? <sighs> it's not Tantric. Hold on. Starts with a C. Candlebox. Candlebox. <laughs> I didn't we missed Candlebox. So Candlebox 30 years. Um three doors down 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. Tw 25 years. It it's been no it's tw 25 years. 25 years. Okay. Shine down's 20 years. 20 years, so that's what it is. Yeah. So you know, three doors down around 25 years. 
Did he come out? So I we, I just saw him. I was up yep. in Traverse City, Michigan. Okay. Uh, we missed Candlebox because I'm gonna, it's gonna it's gonna be fancy, but my buddy's got a boat and they played on a outdoor festival that next was to right a hotel. on the water. Yes, next to a hotel. You sent me a picture. Yeah, it's the hotel was behind it, so it was yep. a hotel road stage, and then literally like the venue. Boat. Yeah, yeah, right. And so I, I'll I'll shoot you a, a picture if you want to throw it up, but. Um, so you guys know what we're talking about, but is it okay? Oh, so hold on. I, I listened to them and they played their entirety of the, the 25 year CD. Did you away from the song? So they didn't play the whole CD. They played various songs, various songs, but yeah. a lot of them from there. Uh, several. Yeah. Okay. So, um, that being said, we didn't get a ticket. We were on the boat. We listened to them. I guess the question I had, because you were kind of giving me some... Oh, I was giving you shit giving for me it. some shit. I was is, like, you're a Swifty. Yeah. It's not that I'm standing outside. It's We were we had the opportunity to go on a boat and listen to them, and we were less than... It was less than a football field away. So and it was open clearly. air. can hear them clearly. Okay. We had our own drinks on the boat, and we just sat there and listened. It was great. Uh, the question is, and there's been a lot more artists that are selling out arenas and mm-hmm. a lot more people i mean i know you brought up taylor swift but there's people outside in the parking lot partying now in that instance that concert sold out they can't even buy a ticket but right. in my instance there was still availability for tickets uh and there were a lot more people in that pictures that i took that were sitting right outside the gate listening or standing on you know in the trees i think that works in venues where um you don't have to go through, jump through a lot of hoops to get to the venue. Like, for instance, Tinley Park here in, in the Chicago area. Yeah. We do a lot of events there. You have to, it, it's kind of like back off the beaten path and you have to go it down is. these roads. Yeah. And then you have to go through the parking to get to the venue. So could you pay for parking? And then, and Bree and I talked about this after the Three Doors Down oh. concert in our review and said, well, what if you just paid your 40 bucks for parking and sat in, and sat in the parking lot and listened to the show? And you didn't buy two tickets. Could you hear him from you the show? You could. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But would you do that? Would somebody go and do that? Would somebody go sit in the parking lot, you know, open up, like, let's say they have a convertible or a yeah. van or something, open up the doors and just kind of tailgate and listen to the music? Or is it better to go to the show? No, I think it's better to go to the show. In that instance... And I think that's what you're bringing up. It's yeah. It's like, in what instance do you, do you, is it okay or acceptable to do what you did? In this specific, I wouldn't do, this isn't a normal thing I would do because it was on the water, because we had access to a boat. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Um, I think the only other time that I'd. Could you hear him pretty clearly? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, very clearly because the stage was facing the water because right. they didn't face the city for, you know, permit permitting issues and sure. making sure it's so loud. Um, so we heard it very clear and the screens were right there. So I saw it. Mm. I saw the whole concert. Okay. Um, my only. I love Three Doors Down. I I would have bought a concert T-shirt, so I have gone online. I had you looked. gone to the actual concert? Had I gone to the actual concert, mm-hmm. I'd looked at a hat, something along those lines. Now, what you could have done is you could have gone to somebody who was going in and out and gone, hey, we were on a boat. Could you go in and get me a shirt? And they'd be like, go fuck yourself. I think they <laughs> Or taking your money and run. Yeah, yeah, they would have taken my money and run. Yeah. but Or you could have said, hey, Richard, I know you're going to Three Doors Down in Tinley Park. Uh, could you get me a shirt? Now, hold on. We were going to do the same scenario. So Theory of a Dead Man played the day before. Mm-hmm. We were going to do it that day, too, on the 4th. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, cocktails were had. We had gone to Life the distillery. Happens. Sure. We had late dinner. We missed it, we missed it all together. Plus, people I was with. Well, you kind of you kind of uh, walk to your own path, right? Yeah. Like, you just kind of go with, with, go with, with whatever's happening that day. I, I'm going to tell you, I did have to kind of little elbow in the ribs to everybody to say, hey, listen, I'd really like to go see Three Doors Down. It's been a minute since I saw them. Can we go do this? So that one was a little bit more of and a did they enjoy it? push. They did. They did. Of course they did. They're fucking They knew awesome. all the songs. Like, yeah, of course they did. They sang over half of them, and you know, they're not as big of a fan as I am, and I'm over here lip-syncing them all just so I didn't ruin some of my videos. Because, <laughs> again, we were, fu- we were further away than normal. To where right. you could hear yourself. Sing. Oh, you could easily hear myself. Sure, sure. So, uh, so I get I, Bree and I did a a grading system. We we do yeah. when we do ours and when we do you and I we kind of grade it. 
what uh, I gave I gave the whole thing kind of an A minus or an A. I think Bree gave it an A minus or a B plus. Um, I like Candlebox. Thirty years? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean they're they're still touring. Thir- now this is their last one, the yeah. last goodbye. Okay, I get it. They're gonna go do something else, whatever. Um, but three doors down. I mean, they're still they're still doing it. So I like them, and we're going to have our second port here. This is uh, Four Roses in, in O-B-S-K. <laughs> O-Mandy is the name of the... I was wondering why you keep pulling that and then grabbing the bottle, and I'm like, oh, I get it now. Because that one's I got a better it. cork that comes it's, off. Yeah, the, 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 the screw cap doesn't quite have the same <laughs> pop. I get it. By the way, these are samples. Thanks for outing me, Richard. Yeah, well, you know, uh, behind the scenes. <laughs> Uh, but these are samples that were sent to me. Uh, this is a four roses, eight years, seven month, uh, O B S K. This is 120 baseball one proof. What are we, what are we talking a bottle for these last two? Oh, uh, if you get them retail, they just got raised to about $90 and and after tax. So it's 90 tax. Probably was like 75 before or something. It used to be 65, four years before COVID pre COVID. Yeah. 65 bucks. But now everybody's doing whiskey. Everybody's doing whiskey. Everybody likes it. That's fine. You think that's because of the Blanton's trend? Yeah, everybody's loving Blanton's, which it's not a bad bottle. It's 90 proof. Um, The problem is, to me, the problem is it's a gateway for people. And at 90 proof, that's an expensive gateway. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. And this is what proof? One twenty-one. No shit. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have tried to talk as I was swallowing, but that one wasn't even as no. That didn't hit me as hard as the one eighteen. Yeah, that one's way smoother. Well, we've had one twenty-five, and you're like, wow, this is like a hundred. That one, I, I liked that one over the other one. Yeah, I agree. I like okay, that one. That, I like this that, one I'm a better. I'm a fan of that one. Okay, that one I like. Uh, and Sorry. you know me, I'm not a not a huge whiskey guy. You are. Yeah, I like more of the fruity stuff. We'll get back to that. Stop. Um, <laughs> you know, but like the liqueurs. Yeah, you know, like the creams and the liqueurs and things like that. And I tried to bring them onto the podcast, and we did last time. Yep. And you liked that one. The last one was you liked good. the peach. Oh, I did it was like good. The peach. Mm. Um. Oh, so what I wanted to say was, is it okay that? So would you have you ever stood outside of a concert and just listened? No, I don't think I have ever either. No. Unless I was at, so there's a couple big uh, festivals up here. The only thing I can compare to is, is standing in the merch line as the, one of the bands is playing and listening. No, that doesn't count. You already paid for that. That's about the only thing I can compare it to. Okay. I'm, the only thing I can think of is Summerfest and not paying to go see. Like, Summerfest used to be all all uh, festivals, or excuse me, all stages were free. And the if you got there early enough, and you the got a main ticket into stage, the place or whatever. Stage, yeah. yeah, you could actually go and listen to the main stage marcus amphitheater and sit in the grassies for free and there's still some of that because they have the carnivals and all that kind of stuff sure so you if you're by there you can hear what's yes what's being played but now there's new stages there's stages that you have to pay for to mm-hmm. get in so you could still be in the venue and literally you were you could see the show and you're right you could see the stage it's like you're sitting in the last row mm. so i've done that at Summerfest just because i'm walking by or walking through and i just like so here's another question for you. Okay. So let's talk about the experience of uh, a concert. And Bree and I were having this conversation at the venue uh, at Tinley Park. Yeah. Um, and this came up, and I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but the question came up, what's the better seat for a concert like that? Ooh. Is it in the pavilion in the first 20 rows? Is it further back because you can see the whole experience, not just from one side of the stage or the other or up close. So you're kind of like looking all around or if you just have the, the band right in front of you. So you're, you're kind of taking in the whole thing, the crowd, uh, the band, the stage, the weather, everything, or the lawn seats, because those are typically where you're having the most fun and you're partying. So is it, I guess it would be a twofold question. The best experience or the best, uh, you know, ex- the experience as far as the, the overall concert, right? Sure. The overall thing. Or experiencing the band itself, meaning the music. I mean, what's the best to go and experience the music? I'll, so I'll give you my answer. The, the first answer is a cop-out, okay? And that okay. answer is, depends on how I'm feeling that day. Some days or I want to rage. Yes. Yes. If I'm with my girlfriend, I don't. 
and she really likes the band, I'll go wherever she wants to go. It doesn't matter who it is, right? And you might be sitting, you might be standing. You yeah, might, you know, that's okay, fine. What do you? Or, and, or and we might without, be on without that. saying her name. We're just saying, yeah. you know, oh, honey, you know, yeah. we'll just stand here and we'll have a great time and yeah. maybe talk to the people around you or whatever. But you're experiencing it just with her. Yes. Or let's let's for example, I'm not. I am a country fan. I'm not the biggest fan, so I would never pay to go upstage, be within the first. 10 rows of the concert, right? Because that's mm-hmm. obviously the most expensive. You're, you know, trying to get in with the band, take a picture with them. Sometimes if they come out, yada, yada, yada. I'm always in on sitting in the grass seats on a blanket watching a country concert. I'm totally mm-hmm. fine with that. It's kind of like uh, that we talk about Milwaukee a lot because we go up there for concerts. Right. But Milwaukee Brewers used to play in the county stadium, Milwaukee County Stadium, and they had metal bleachers out in the in the outfield, in the bleachers. And those were some of the best experiences because you're just sitting on a on a bleacher. There might not be anybody behind you. You're just kind of relaxing, getting sun. Uh, Teresa and I went, my wife, uh, we went, phew, this is t- almost 30 years ago, 20, 25 years ago, back when that stadium was open. It's the worst she's ever got sun. She got sun poisoning because mm. we sat in the bleachers. But it's probably because she drank a lot too. <laughs> so, That's fair. Um, but where do and, and okay, let's talk about let's talk about that experience too. Is is the experience diminished now because the prices are so high for everything in yeah. the venue itself? Like I think beer is like ten bucks a glass. Yeah, I have to twelve pick, bucks a glass. I have to pick and choose, uh, like what what I really want to spend money on for some of these concerts. Like, I mean, Shine Down is. I know. I apologize. I keep talking about them, but they're one of the people I would spend money on. Now, if it was a and this isn't a B, um, it's not a B-rated artist, but I'm just saying if they're not within my top ten, I don't I don't need to spend and go see them and pay the extra dollars to go see them because I think the experience is going to be the same no matter what. Personally, um, what about you? Are you are you? Doesn't mm. matter. Cost be damned. See, I'm not a big alcohol drinker when I go to yeah. concerts. Whereas other people I go with are, so I'll get a Coke, yeah, mainly because I'm driving, usually because I'm driving. Um, but I'm gonna go get the merch. I'm gonna get food if there's like we go to Tinley Park, we get food. Yeah, right. Um, oh, I may how, get, how I may get a there? drink. Food, it's uh, pretty good. Okay, yeah, I mean it's regular. It's, look, it's it's concert food. Concert, food, right? Okay. It's not. I didn't know if they had any. Not, I had a uh, a Polish or maybe a broad or something. Yeah. I forget what. I think maybe I had a Polish. Uh, it was pretty good. She had nachos. I mean, it's yeah, okay. decent. Yeah, but it's expensive. I know, it's expensive. What was it for for a cocktail and two? She got a drink, not entrees, uh, but you know what I mean. Not this one, but the, when we went to Shine Down, she got a drink, and it was. Oh, I don't know, maybe eight ounces, and it came in like a little sh- souvenir shaker. Yeah, it was like twenty five dollars. Holy for hell. one drink! Yeah, it's crazy, right? Crazy. Yeah, that's questionable. Oh, so the place that we're going to this upcoming weekend to see Shine Down, mm-hmm. Madison, Madison, they've got I think it's like sixteen ounce double, like legitimate drinks, and I think they're only like fifteen bucks. I know, I know, you're not getting crazy, but. Well, it's kind of like when we go to um, House of Blues. Yeah. Right? That's a good example. They have good food, decent decent food, right? If you get there early enough. Um, so the, the two bands I couldn't think of before, uh, and we saw one of them, Zero Nine Thirty Six. 36 uh, We saw them when they opened for um, Nothing More yeah. in, jo- in, um, in Joliet. But Sleep Theory. Oh, yeah. So Sleep Theory is going to be the first band, so we'll make sure we get there early um, because now they've got a, they've got the number one song on Octane's um, uh, 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 Biggins. Okay, so it 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 displaced Bad Omens this week as the number one. Uh, let's rock and roll. Yeah, let's so get there early. Let's shine do. down zero nine thirty six and Sleep Theory. So that's going to be a good concert. Yeah, it is. And again, it's going to be interesting to see the difference between. I know we're bouncing around all over the place, but um, it's going to be interesting to see from their big venue to this venue how yeah. they change their concert. Now, you didn't go to the one in Milwaukee. No. But so I'll be interviewing you on that one. <laughs> we already did that one, but yeah. But no, you're but gonna, I mean the difference. Compa- yeah. yeah. Comparison. All right. So what are you paying? What's what's the best place to watch a concert? And is price be damned? Oh, it's a good question. 
I'll tell you this. The, the, the best experience I've ever had, yeah. the best overall experience, is when I went to Vegas to see Nickelback. Okay. And they were at the joint, which was attached to the Hard Rock Casino. Okay. Um, which is no longer the Hard Rock Casino uh, and Hotel. It is now the Virgin. Uh, and the joint is called something stupid now. It's like a, it's a dumbass name. I forget oh, really? what it is, but we were there in May. We walked through it and they call it something. It's just stupid. Um, You're like embarrassed to be and there. The, and the Virgin Casino is empty. I mean, like nobody's there. Why? I, I don't know. It, they're just, for whatever reason, that hotel didn't work hmm. in that space. Okay. But Hard Rock is now opening where the Mirage was. So the Mirage is closing. They're building an entire hotel with a big guitar face on it. Yeah, and they're bringing back the Hard Rock Casino and, and hotel. So I'm hoping they bring all the you know the memorabilia that they took out of the other one, bring it to the new one. Um, but that was probably the best experience because we stayed at the hotel. Yeah, we just literally walked through the hotel lobby, through the casino, and right up to the venue. Where did you sit? Because that's, that's had what like we're I don't know seventeenth row, okay, eighteenth row, something like that. So I mean, it wasn't horrible. No. Um, but the venue's not that big. It's it's like okay. the size, probably probably twice the size of what we're going to see. Okay, this weekend, so probably fit five thousand people, maybe. See, that's not a. I like it's that not size a big venue. venue. Yeah, it's I not like a big those. venue. And so you know they had moving screens in the back, TV screens in the back, and and Nickelback put on a great show. However, it wasn't the best I've ever seen them, and I think it's because it was a residency. I got so it. I don't know if. I don't know if they were putting everything into. It. I I don't know. I mean, I, sure. Nickelback puts on a great show, and I'm and I'm judging them against themselves with a very very high bar. Yeah, I've seen them put on a phenomenal show. Like when we saw them at Tinley Park last, that was a great show. It was on their Feed the Machine tour. Oh, it was awesome. Hold on, but you're talking about a giant arena versus and because Tinley Park is a. I it seats quite a bit. Huge. Yeah. So I would say that's an arena versus what you saw him at, which is well, a more intimate. So on the Feed the Machine tour, we saw him three times. Of course you did. <laughs> Stop. We saw him. Okay. Chad. But three very, right? Hey, bud. Um, three very different venues. We saw them at um, Ravinia. Yeah. Oh. Which is here in the Chicago area. Yeah. But Ravinia, for those people who don't know what Ravinia is in Chicago, it's it's a it's a pavilion, and then there's lawn seats that go throughout the complex that you can't see, that you can't see the show, you can't see any TV screens, you can just hear it on the speakers, and you bring your blanket and you bring your picnic basket and your wine and your cheese and your sandwiches. Completely and you different do a experience, picnic, you know, like a picnic thing. I think it was the wrong venue for Nickelback. Although, could you see them? So you bought. Well, tickets. I was you in bought, the pavilion. Yeah, I was just gonna say you okay, bought. So I could. Um, and it was a, I mean, they put on a great show. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But as we walked through the venue and you couldn't see the pavilion anymore, what was going on, they had screens and they don't do this for, they didn't do this for any other band. They only did it for Nickelback. They put screens up throughout the whole place so they could see what was going on in the pavilion. I wonder if they requested it. It's possible because it's just not the right venue for them. So, sure. but that was one experience, which was great. And then we saw them in the residency and, you know, they did the feed, feed the Machine tour, and it was great. And then we saw him in Tinley Park, and it was great. And I think that was the best of the three. Okay. Just because that's really their wheelhouse. Like those big, bigger arenas like a Fiserv Arena in, in Milwaukee or Tinley Park, or uh, we've seen them in Moline or Peoria. We've seen them in St. Louis uh, at, the, uh, at the, hockey, you know, the hockey stadium. Yeah. It's, it's named, you know, 10 different things now. Um, I think it was the Keel Arena. When we were there, it might be the Scott Trade Center. I don't know. But three different venues, same same concert, same set list, three different experiences. Got it. Right? Same band, same yeah. tour. So Shinedown's going to be very similar to that. Like Because there's no them. seating. It's, it's standing, standing only. Well, I think there's seating upstairs. Oh, I maybe. think there is. Did you, you didn't get tickets to that, did I, you? No, no, you didn't. We got them down. Well, yeah. you got them. I got them. You got them. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a different experience. It's going to be more like a House of Blues. We're going to get there early. So that's that's what's going We're to hoping. save us. Yeah. You'll see. It's a 7.15 start. Um, so, Breaking Benjamin, getting back to that, um, we just, you know, we kind of went through all that. There was one other thing that I found on here. Um, the reason, okay, so one of the reasons, and again, I'm finding this on Reddit, one of the reasons that he doesn't perform a lot is he has something called 
Wernicke-Korsakoff syndrome, which is basically alcohol-induced dementia. Alcohol prevents the absorption of thiamine, vitamin B1, into the brain. If you drink for years, you could end up with permanent brain damage, which can become fatal if you don't quit drinking. Holy hell. So it appears like he's got some type of ongoing battle with this as a result of maybe drinking for a lot of years. Again, I'm getting this off Reddit. Don't know. But it's, it's, that's the it's case, it popped up be... everywhere. As Everywhere I looked, it popped up. Um, one other person said, from what we know, his illness is permanent. He sought out treatment for it, but says almost nothing uh, has worked, and some treatments have only made it worse. It's due to his past alcoholism, and it's apparently brought him so much pain and horribly and, and really horrible symptoms that won't go away. He tries to stay as healthy as possible, but as he stated, he is far from healthy, and he has just had to learn how to deal with the constant physical and emotional pain. I worry about that a lot. Uh, I've been a fan for 10 years. I started listening to the band around the time he became more open about this. So I wasn't aware of this. Sure. I wasn't aware of the whole lawsuit thing. I was pretty hard on them for not touring. I was pretty hard on them for, for, I was just like, well, they're just kind of being dicks and not putting out new music. Right. Right. And so I had no idea. So it gives me a little different perspective. That's good insight. Cause I didn't know that either. And I, I had them ranked in my top 10. So we were going to, we were going to talk about a whole different topic today. But I think this kind of overtook it. Yeah. And we kind of went off in 7,000 different directions, <laughs> um, which, uh, you know, it's a podcast. It happens. It's like right. you're having a conversation over lunch, right? right? And it just goes in different different directions. So we'll save the topic for next time. Deal. But um, we had to break in the middle. Apologize for that. But uh, safety first. Right? Yeah, a tornado to warning. It wasn't even just a tornado alert. It was like, oh, tornado warning. Such shelter. We had to check out the news. We did. And so um, walked... Uh, went kind of outside to the windows and went, oh, shit, it's for real. Really, really pouring rain outside. Yeah. As I walked, I saw somebody walking by with their dog, and she's completely soaking wet because <laughs> she got caught out in it. And then she heard the sirens. I'm sure she was trying to you know, get back. Giddy but, up. Um, but it was good to, you know, yeah. to get together. Our next one is going to be Shine Down Review. Review from the upcoming show. And so we're looking forward to that. Cool. Anything else? No, I think that should do it. Bree yeah. should be with us next week she should be yeah, yeah. okay yeah, cool. why you you, you want to make sure she's in on it what yeah i haven't you seen her in her? a minute yeah okay well no you didn't you saw her that doesn't you saw count. her at a farmer's market it doesn't count yeah I know. it was quick oh you miss her that's cute that's nice <laughs> it's weird but it's nice thanks everybody see you next time bye guys